Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. It's Tuesday the 9th of April. Coming up, plans to overhaul 50-year-old divorce laws. I think the need to take fault out of divorce has been a long time coming. Ultra-low emission zones slammed by a Kent campaigner. It's ridiculous, it's disgusting. It's a stealth tax on hard-working, low-income families. And could robots be taking over more of our jobs? Unless we get to grips with a sort of lack of digital skills in the workplace, then we are building up a big problem for the not-too-distant future. Kent Online News. For the first time in half a century, divorce laws in England and Wales are getting an overhaul. The government plans to end the blame game between partners by dropping a legal requirement to find a guilty party. It's hoped the shake-up will make the process less upsetting for families, especially children who might get caught up in unpleasantness during their parents' divorce. Their plans also include measures to stop a husband or wife being able to contest a breakup. Earlier, I spoke to Jonathan Miller, who's an associate solicitor at Whitehead Monkton in Maidstone, to find out what he thinks of it all. Well, there are only proposed proposals at this point um, and the government has said that they will only be implementing them when they find parliamentary time to do so and there's something else that's taking up quite a lot of the government's time at the minute. That said though they're certainly a positive step in the right direction and should take quite a great deal of acrimony out of divorce proceedings that currently exists. And the divorce laws that are in place now, they've been around for about 50 years, haven't they? So is it about time something was done to change them? The current law came to force in 1973, so it has been around for some time. The trigger for the change was a case uh, concerning Mr and Mrs Owens, and Mrs Owens wanted to get divorced. Her husband didn't agree with that, and the matter went all the way up to the Supreme Court, who held that Mrs Owens couldn't get divorced, and effectively she was held in a marriage that she no longer wanted to be in. So the current laws should avoid that situation happening in the future. That's got to be a good thing, hasn't it? Because it's, it's not really fair the way things stand for someone to be held in a marriage they're not happy in. Absolutely. And the current law, if you haven't been separated for two years uh, or neither of you is in a new relationship, requires one party to allege the other person has behaved in a way they can't reasonably be expected to live with. And that's quite often a painful process, both for the person who's having those allegations made against them, and it can also be for the person who has, is having to um, draft that document and create those allegations when they both have mutually come to the conclusion that the marriage is over and they don't want to have to do that. I suppose it can sometimes get a bit messy then with people having to come up with sort of blaming their partner for something. Very much so and there's always two sides to every story and uh, very often when I see clients who have received a behaviour petition that their spouse has drafted will say well they're not mentioning this or this happened but not quite the way that they've said so anything which takes that out of the legal system is, in my view, a good thing. And the government is saying that this is going to be better for families and children of divorced parents as well. Do you agree with that? Anything that takes acrimony and hostility away has to be a good thing. Things very much start the way that they carry on. So if you can agree things at an early stage, that tends to carry on later on to the process. Conversely, if things are acrimonious and upsetting at the outset, 
then that too can carry on to the later stages in, in proceedings. So, um, yes, I would say it's a good thing. If these reforms are put into place, do you envisage divorce being a lot more of an um, amicable process in future? I should certainly hope so. I mean, it can be an amicable process at the moment. I do see many clients who agree a great deal of things about their, their divorces, but certainly removing this fault element is a positive step and to be welcomed. Kent Online reports. In other news, a day after it came into force, a Kent campaigner has criticised a decision to charge drivers of older, more polluting cars to take them into central London. They'll have to pay £12.50 on top of the 11.50 congestion charge. Diesel vehicles must be roughly under four years old to be exempt and petrol ones about 13 years. London's mayor says it's to tackle pollution, but Howard Cox from Fair Fuel UK told us what he makes of the new charges. It's ridiculous, it's disgusting, it's a completely uh, a tax, a stealth tax on, on hard-working uh, low-income families. I mean, it, it's not necessary and it won't actually clean up the air in London. It's a complete mess. Howard says he agrees with Sadiq Khan's aim, but not the way he's going about it. There's not one of the 37 million drivers in this country that doesn't want clean air. We all want it. Uh, the simple fact, the way he's doing it, is uh, why is he inviting every dirty vehicle in? Just give him some money. That's not actually cleaning up the air. Now, the way to do this is using science. There's plenty of uh, uh, products out there, and there's new products coming along, such as fuel catalysts, which lower NOx, nitrogen products, etc., uh, particulates, and actually improve uh, 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 fuel consumption. They would work overnight immediately and only cost a penny per litre. Why isn't he uh, uh, pushing those things out? Instead, all he's after is £12.50 every time you go in. And if you're a shift worker, you'd pay that twice in one day. Fairfuel UK has been taking action against the charge, which Howard says won't make any difference to air quality. We were in the High Court last week to talk about actually trying to get an injunction to stop it, but that's going to cost a huge amount of money to do it. So uh, we've got 1.7 million supporters and we'll be bombarding uh, him, uh, Sadiq Khan, Transport for London, with uh, reason objective evidence. But what we're calling on him to do is prove that, that this particular policy, ultra low emission zone, will actually improve air quality. And he's, as a yet, we've asked him for the last two years and he's yet to come back to say that. Howard Cox says when the charge came into force on Monday, they had a lot of people contacting them to criticise it. We had three and a half thousand emails in, uh, before 8.30 about the ultra low emission zone. And without fail, all of them are saying they think this is just a stealth tax. Uh, in a poll we did a few weeks ago, uh, 28,000 took part. 80% said this, this, this is just a money-grabbing tax. This is not the way to clean the air just by taking money out of the people that he represents most, the people, the poor people, and small businesses. They're going to be impacted incredibly. And the haulage industry, for example, the Road Haulage Association, FTA is saying, who back Fairfield UK, are telling us that all that's going to happen, they have to pay £100 to go into uh, the centre of London with this ultra zone. They're going to pass that cost on to customers. What sense is that? Well, he's calling for more discussions between the Mayor of London and groups like Fairfield UK to come up with a better solution to tackle air pollution so it's fair for everyone. Kent Online reports. Debenhams has been placed into administration and the retailer's lenders have seized control of the company. It comes after the firm's shares were suspended this morning and a £200 million cash boost from Sports Direct was rejected. The retailer has six stores in Kent 
Kent, at Ashford, Gravesend, Folkestone, Canterbury, Westwood Cross and Chatham. We're told they'll all continue to trade as normal for now. A fifth man's been arrested following the suspected murder of a man near Canterbury. The victim, who's in his 20s, was found dead with chest injuries at Gate Hill in Dunkirk on Sunday night. A man in his 40s is now being questioned by police. Four other men had already been arrested at the site. Two of them have since been released without charge, while two remain in custody. Volunteers searching for a mum of five from Kent who went missing exactly six months ago say they'll never stop looking. 46-year-old Sarah Wellgreen disappeared from her home in New Ash Green on October the 9th. Her former partner Ben Lacomba, who's 38, is due to go on trial in June after denying murder. A receptionist who stole more than £170,000 from the owner of a caravan site on the Isle of Sheppey has avoided being sent straight to prison. Stephanie Graysmark was put in charge of the Central Beach Caravan Park in Laysdown in 2014 and started taking money to gamble online. The business had to be sold because of it. The 33-year-old mum of two from Crayford's been given a two-year suspended jail sentence and ordered to wear an electronic tag for six months. Kent Online reports. Now, new data reveals more than 635,000 jobs across Kent could be replaced by robots in the coming years. Figures from the Office for National Statistics show almost half of jobs in Thanet and Swale are at risk, while there's a threat to 47% in Ashford. Analysis also reveals 70% of the roles at high risk of automation are currently held by women. People aged between 20 and 24 are most likely to have their job replaced by machines, along with low-skilled occupations with repetitive tasks, such as waiting or shelf stacking. Ish has been chatting about it with Joe James, who's chief exec of the Kent Invicta Chamber of Commerce. This research certainly did make interesting reading. Um, having looked at the list of potential jobs that it, that it says will, will go, you know, it covers the majority of roles. You know, things like retail sales, according to the list, is 94% likely to be automated. Receptionists at 96, roofers at 90%, but you know one of the lowest was solicitors at around 3%. Um, I was a little surprised at such high percentage in so many uh, employment areas. Is there a, a, a genuine concern at all? I mean, um, how realistic are big job losses to, to machines, do you think, in the coming years? Well, we know and we have known for a long time that automation will increase across all sectors in the years ahead. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's an end to jobs. What it means is that the employment opportunities that will be available will look different from what they are today. And what we will need is a workforce with stronger digital skills. And actually, quite surprisingly, despite young people being brought up in a technological world, we do have a shortage in digital skills in the workplace. And, and actually, unless we get to grips with the sort of lack of digital skills in the workplace, then we are building up a big problem for the not too distant future. And we know we've got an ageing workforce with most businesses now employing of multi-generational teams. And we need to find a way to encourage our businesses, particularly our small businesses, to upskill their uh, existing employees to meet this future digital demand. Um, and actually, I'm a member of the Southeast Local Enterprise Partnership Board. And I'm really pleased that you know, we are leading on the uh, Digital Skills Partnership for 
for the region. And I think working alongside businesses across Kent and Medway, I hope we can really start to make inroads into raising the awareness of the need uh, for businesses across all sectors um, in upskilling their workforce with digital skills. Kent Online News. Finally today, seven giant poppies are going to be created on the beach at Folkestone to mark 100 years since eventual peace after the First World War. The art installations made out of painted pebbles will represent the seven months between armistice in November 1918 and the signing of the Treaty of Versailles the following June. Schools and community groups will help decorate thousands of pebbles with eco-friendly paint before the poppies are constructed in the summer. That's it for now, but for more news throughout the day, you can head to kentonline.co.uk News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.